0: Have you ever stopped and thought to yourself, Morgie, is my table protecting me from deadly bacteria? Well, you will after this episode of Short Stories of Bacteria. You know, I think it can be relatively easy sometimes to forget the fact that we are totally and utterly surrounded by bacteria. Bacteria are all over us. They are inside of us. They're all over the place. We interact with them with pretty much everything that we touch um, and that includes things like our tables that includes things like our furniture and you know sometimes I think it's really worrisome or people can get worried about the fact that oh my gosh is there some way that there could be deadly bacteria all over my table or something like this um, especially all the germaphobes out there can be sometimes things that you aren't really worried about um, so might be interesting to think about the idea that your table, the type of table that you're using, might actually be able to protect you from certain types of bacteria. We're going to get into that in two seconds, but first I wanted to say welcome each and every single one of you guys to the podcast, George is of Bacteria, with your host, Dr. K. I am Dr. K, and I'm here to lead you on this wonderful adventure as we investigate the lives of the tiny and infamous, that is, of course, the incredible, the adorable, the amazing, the, the infuriating, the incredible bacteria. Um, Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in. If this is your first time, don't forget to hit that follow button. Um, If this is your second time or if your first time as well, don't forget to hit that share button. You can share this podcast with all of your friends and family. Don't forget to give us a five-star review. Very, very excited for a bunch of cool stuff on the horizon for the podcast. So stay up to date with that. Also, if you want to stay up to date with our currently defunct um, Instagram page, that is in the show notes, but that is also going to be getting a facelift as well. So, so many fun things on the horizon. Um, I think, guys, oh my gosh, we are one week away from our episode 52, which means that we are one week away from being totally done with the first full year of Short Stories of Bacteria. What an incredible time. We'll have to talk about that later on, because today what we're talking about is the stuff that we interact with, the um, the tables, the chairs, all these different things, really, really cool stuff. So this all hinges on um, this fundamental question of, Is it possible for things to be transmitted to us through the solid objects that we touch, right? Um, Is it possible for us to pick up bacteria, viruses, fungi, all these different things? Is it possible to pick these up from the solid things we touch? And as we mentioned at the top of the podcast, it is totally possible for you to pick up stuff from solid objects that we're interacting with, right? There's bacteria all around us. Whatever you're listening to, if you're listening to this with headphones, they are bacteria all over the little headphones they're currently in your ears Um, if you're scrolling through on the phone you should be paying attention to the podcast you are definitely getting bacteria on your fingers from your phone stuff like that they're all over the place right and it's not just things like that it's like our furniture it's like doors it's if you ever want to do something really really gross um, but also kind of cool take like a little auger plate little jelly auger plate and then touch it against your own doorknob or, or the really really gross spots touch it on like um Uh, a little elevator button or something like this. We are totally overrun with bacteria. They're all over the place. Now, this starts to become a problem when we start thinking about dangerous bacteria now again not all bacteria are dangerous they the pathogenic bacteria are just a small 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 subset of all the different types of bacteria out there but sometimes people can get concerned about the fact that there's tons of bacteria or maybe it's possible that some kind of pathogenic bacteria could um, could infect you via your table or via your elevator button or via your doorknob stuff like that um, this can totally be a problem during flu season right now we are knee deep in the flu season here there is flus and covids all over the place right um, and it was a huge deal you may recall during the covid-19 pandemic right there were people who were worried about covid um, being attached to different things like cardboard boxes or or metal surfaces things like this i remember there was a there was a whole t- um, there's a whole period when we were all concerned about how long is it that COVID can last on this particular surface? So what kind of surface um, would be better, right? And that actually leads directly into our question for today. Are there some types of materials that are more or less susceptible to bacterial colonization than others? Um, And as a result, are there some materials that are better or worse when it comes to um, repelling bacteria? Now, again, I want to put the caveat on this, just because something is better at blocking bacteria or stopping bacteria from growing doesn't necessarily mean that it's better it just is something to take into the calculus when you're deciding okay what do i want to do what type of material do i do i want to use because remember we're not going to totally escape bacteria the question is which of these materials is better at transmitting bacteria okay so that's the fundamental question is there some type of material that would be better um, that we could use in like our everyday life that would be better for preventing bacteria from colonizing. Now this um is where I want to introduce there's this really, really cool group found in Finland at the University of bu- 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 University of Helsinki. I think maybe we've looked at these guys before. Um, anyway, the University of Helsinki, very, very cool group. Um, they do a bunch of really cool research. And what they were doing, their whole point of this particular paper that came out just a just a couple of months ago actually, um, what they were doing is they were looking At different surfaces, and they were seeing which one of these were best at warding off bacteria, which was best at preventing bacteria from actually colonizing, right? So, like a whole bunch of different types of surfaces. First of all, they were looking at different types of treated wood. They were looking at different types of untreated wood, and then they were also looking at other types of just kind of random surfaces. We're talking things like laminate. We're talking things like cork. um, We're talking things like just metals. Things like this. Um, So now, this is very, very cool. Now. One might think, actually, just if you think about it for two seconds, one might think that wood actually would be doing, would do a really, really good job at preventing um, bacteria from growing, right? And you know, that actually makes a a certain amount of sense. Um, There's a whole bunch of, after all, plants have to interact with bacteria just like everyone else. And as a way of preventing themselves from being overrun by bacteria, a lot of wood will, or a lot of trees and wood in the trees, right? those will generate antibiotics, right, as a way of warding off bacteria. So all these different things were relatively good at holding off certain types of bacteria. Like, for example, all of them were good at repelling bacteria that were transmitted via liquid droplets, but they aren't were, they weren't they were all on the same page or weren't all quite as effective when it had to do with something called dry contamination. Or dry contamination, that more closely replicates um, if you are, like, touching the thing, right? Liquid droplets, that would be if someone, like, was coughing in front of you. That's totally different from dry contamination, where if it's there's just bacteria growing on a solid surface and then you touch it. Right now, what was really cool is this group over at the University of Helsinki, um, They built this kind of hierarchy of the best materials to use for surfaces if you want to keep them from being contaminated by, with bacteria. And it turns out that even though wood has this kind of natural antibiotic that they do produce, that a lot of um, that a lot of plants do produce. Right. Wood was actually one of the worst when it came to dealing with dry contamination. Porous wood, in particular, showed up towards the end, but let me real quick give you a hierarchy. It turns out that the thing that was best for warding off bacteria coloni- well, excuse me, bacterial colonization were the things like the tile, the laminate and the cork. Right, those things were best at warding off any type of bacterial colonization, and as it turns out, actually, if you measured the treated wood versus the untreated wood, it turns out that the treated wood actually did a better job at warding off bacterial colonization than the untreated wood as well. It probably, obviously, has something to do with the treating process. It's something we're not going to jump into right now, but. It's another, another step on the hierarchy. So first of all, we have like the tile, the cork, the laminate. Next, we have treated wood. And then finally, if you look at the untreated wood, there is also subsets within this as well. So within the, um, to my understanding, and I'm not a plant biologist, um, within the, I guess, the different types of woods, right, there's something called a softwood, and then there's hardwood. And then hardwood would be things like your oak, uh, walnut, there's some other types of trees in here, but the softwood would be what I'll call like the most kind of the most popular types of wood. So you're talking things like cedar, um fir trees, like pine trees, all these different types of um what I would colloquially call just like normal tree wood. Right? Now what's really, really cool is that within these um Within these two categories, the hardwoods, and in particular the ones that they specified were things like white oak and black walnut, the hardwood actually did a pretty good job at repelling bacterial colonization as well. It wasn't quite as good as something like the laminate or the cork, right? But it did a much better job than something like the softwoods. The softer woods, like the cedars, the firs, the pines, those had about twice as much bacterial colonization as the hardwoods did, so they were really, really effective at allowing bacteria to grow, and then just letting them spread around on their surfaces. So that's very, very cool. So if we wrap up, let's put a an actual hierarchy together, right? So first of all, if you ever want to reduce bacterial colonization, if you're making a table one day, and I know there's a whole bunch of table making or a, a, people who love to make table maker lovers i think that there's a whole bunch of people who love to make tables out there right and so now we have this really good hierarchy of materials if you want to start um, making a table that's going to be resistant to bacterial colonization number one um, use some kind of treated material i'm thinking like a treated wood or something like um, cork or something like laminate something like that right if you don't want to use that treated material or that more I'll say unconventional um, material, right? If you want to have some kind of wooden table and you want to prevent bacterial colonization, use something like a hardwood. Again, we want to emphasize like the white oak or the walnut, something, some kind of hardwood, right? Something that's not particularly porous because that's going to also repel bacteria better than the last but not least, the softwood. So if you really like having bacteria on your table, um, grab yourself a softwood table. Now, again, um, just because that, One is better at preventing colonization. The other doesn't mean that there's going to be no bacteria present at all. There's going to be tons of bacteria present on all these things all the time. But if you're wanting to do something that's better at preventing colonization, use that hardwood. Use that treated wood. Use the the cork table. Imagine a cork table. That would be super, super cool. It would be very light. But Anyway, um, it was a super cool paper. It's another incidence of how bacteria are totally ubiquitous in our environments and how it doesn't really matter how hard you try, you're going to be interacting with bacteria. But it is pretty neat to point out how our everyday materials, everyday materials that we run into every single day will influence the types of bacterial populations that we we run into. Um, Anyway, guys, uh, that is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hope you guys learned something. I had an absolutely wonderful time. Hope you guys did as well. And I'll see you guys again next week on another episode of Short Story stories of bacteria.